Welcome back to another episode of Honey Never Sleeps. I'm your host, Ben Bagg, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, um, the one and only Shook Hui. It's me. <laughs> so if you're, a, if you're a subscriber or a fan of the show or, or know things about Nectar, of course you know that Shook has been on the show before, a year ago, well, more than a year ago. Mm -hmm. And since that episode, um, Shook and I had merged our two businesses together. Um, so Shook, firstly, I guess, reintroduce yourself to the audience and, and let's talk about the last year. Okay. So a year and two months ago, I was on the podcast. Back then, I was Shukhui, CEO of Ocean Nexus, and we were kind of like flirting with the idea about joining teams and so on. So today, I'm here as Shuk, the CEO, COO, sorry, <laughs> Shuk, the COO of Nectar and Ben's business partner. Yeah. Over a year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honey Never Sleeps, I'm always interviewing you know, different business owners and leaders. Um, and some of them have partners, some of them don't. Um, nobody's gone for a merger, though, and we yeah. have. So let's kind of look at the last year, right? Um, you know, merging any kind of business is going to have all sorts of challenges and problems. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What do you reckon, the, like, if we reflect on all of last year, what do you reckon are the most significant challenges we experienced, though, as partners? Between the both of us? Mm. Hmm, okay. I remember when we first merged, like, there was this huge high excitement, mm. high energy. Everyone was like, whoa, like, they're actually going to do it. Um, and then we did it. And everyone was just like culture shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had so many things to kind of go through, right? Uh, from simple things like when you show up at the office. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do, you, do you come on time? Do you not come on time? Do you work from home? What um, time do you actually start? Yeah. yeah. I had to change the time I woke up in the morning. That Because <laughs> I was like, I was like a night owl, I think, at that time, you know, from tech and stuff. Um, so that was a huge challenge as well. And that's me speaking for myself. Um, and I think the culture shock came because I, I'm a very team-driven person. I think we all know that. Uh, and you're very results-driven. Attention to results and being super accountable to what we were doing on a daily basis. It was not something I was used to, surprisingly. But yeah, I really just had to kept, keep thinking, yeah, we've done all this. Well, what's the outcome? What's, what's the result? And, you know, I think I learned a lot um, along the way from you because of that the opposite here for me is rather than being results driven i was not as team driven as i should have been mm. and you know i guess a big challenge for me was also then dealing with a very different culture coming from your side of the business where yes it wasn't so results driven and then i had to try to be nice to people <laughs> oh, it's, not, it's not about being nice more just about interacting with a different group of people an yeah. entirely different group of people that um had been working in a very different way from me for a very long time yep um and that definitely caused you know a variety of different kind of conflict mm. i probably upset people um no it's not even probably <laughs> upset people yeah we both have yeah. yeah 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 um and then what about us so where do you think maybe we where do you think we most disagreed and how do you think we resolved hmm. it? Well, that's a good question. Maybe we're opening a can of worms. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, and all these things that I'm still happy with. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, honestly, I think there were a lot of instances when it came to, you know, remote working, people oh, yeah. we would hire, really the philosophies of like, you know, how important is it to work from an office, be with the team? 
And for me, I've always been, you know, come and go as you like, you know, just get the job done, right? That's always been my motto. Um, and your philosophy is, no, we need to be in with the team because when you have a hard day, you want the people around you to pick you up, right? And you want to see people get results and you want to build in that mentality of he's got results, I should be doing the same. Um, and I think we've always had a bit of back and forth. Yeah, still yeah. probably today. Still a bit, yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's like, yeah, but the human side of me says, logistically, it is a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> uh, and then the other side says, no, but it is important to have A players um, around, right? And actually be next to them. So I, I remember a lot of battles around that. I think I, I, I've been quite vocal about yeah. work from office versus work from home. Yeah. Um, I think the experiment has failed. <laughs> uh, you know, it was forced by COVID. Um mm -hmm. And even like all the giants of this world are bringing everybody back to the office full time. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, like I know that we've battled and battled. And we've. I think we also, a few challenges that came from that is I think we never quite made a decision at the beginning. I think we took a long time until we kind of yeah. concreted it. So then there was some people had a slightly different rule. Um, we had some remote stuff in some locations yeah. and that created a, a little bit of perhaps jealousy right from those that are in kl they had to come to the office those in manila who manila is a very different scenario to kl where they've got like sometimes three four three hours, hours travel to time to the office. yeah um so yeah it was that was a that was definitely a challenge mm. that was definitely a challenge like, for those at home we are now working office <laughs> if you're not sure what the decision was <laughs> So two days a week at the office, yeah. three days of work from yeah. home. So we've got like a, a nice hybrid, a hybrid solution. I don't think I won. I would have preferred three days. Yeah, three days. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps uh, we'll have that discussion again. No, no. <laughs> no the job done. The job End done. End of conversation. No more conflict. <laughs> um, yeah. Conflicting with you on the other side, I think, uh, I think we've always kind of solved problems quite quickly. Like, let's say if we've ever like had a disagreement, you know, sometimes we can get quite passionate about our our decisions. Yeah, we should. And yeah, and, yeah, and we're, and we're butt heads yeah. a little bit, but we'd always come back together. We're like, it, it's not it's not like we get angry or upset with each yeah. other, um, but we always eventually align and close that loop. And I think we do it so naturally. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so we've we've been really lucky in that regard. And I think the difference with you and I is that we started our partnership before we built Nectar, before we even mm. partnered, because we were already working together in some capacity yeah. for a period of time. We had a, a personal relationship, a business relationship that intertwined, and that has then massively accelerated, <laughs> of course, now. Yeah, now with yeah. Nectar, like our lives are completely yeah. like intertwined now. Exactly. Yeah. It's as if we made some kind of wedding walls and like, oh yeah, I'm marrying my best friend. That's what I can yeah. say. <laughs> this is, you know, like I said yeah. at the beginning, uh, any and anyone who's considering getting a co-founder or partnering with, with anybody in business, um, I, I was told by my business, well, our business coach, yeah. that um, a partnership is harder to get out of than a marriage. Right. Yeah, it, it, you have 100%. to choose your business partner, even like with more diligence than you would with your your wife or husband. Or Can't even partner. sign prenups and stuff. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> the shares of the shares. Yep, that's all it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you've had um, difficulties with partners in the past, right? Um, so obviously there, you know, you've got to, you've got to pick it right. Um, so when we first started, like you said, there was a huge amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, what kind of milestones or, or sort of achievements did you really kind of get excited by or felt like we did it in those first few months? Okay. So I think the most important milestone, we took a while to get there, but we actually built a management team um, that we are proud of today. I think it's a small team. It took a long time though to get that right. We started the company with a whole bunch of people. Today, they are actually a different bunch of people that are um, alongside you and I mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. And I think that was really important for us to nail down because that allowed us to really scale the rest of the company. Yeah. Um, creating the systems functions and just deciding who's actually accountable for what. Yeah. Because in if you remember the first two to three months, literally everyone would just come to you and I and we will be the only problem solvers. And we were like the puppeteers, right? Just you and I. And uh, I think that has changed yeah, dramatically. And that created so much chaos. As well, yeah. And I'm not saying that we haven't got out of the chaos stage. We're still just a baby startup one year, right? Yep. Toddler. Not even a toddler. If you look back on our first week, we did that retreat mm-hmm. where we brought all the, both companies' managers together to start building a new company. Yeah. Not a single person in that room are in our leadership team today. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but it is what it is. But no, but yeah, yeah. it's an evolution. It um, is. It and is. it's not that they're not in the company anymore. It's just we the company We've has evolved. grown so much, yeah. right? Um, and I remember very clearly we had to tell the team as well, like the management at that time, we are growing so rapidly that some of these management functions will outgrow some of you, yeah. right? Um, and I'm quite thankful that they took it well as well. Like they've been very understanding with the trajectory and all that stuff. But it's really interesting that we just have a completely new set of leaders in the team today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think, uh, I, I don't think that will ever stop evolving um, as the mm. business evolves, it the market not. shifts. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it will be a constant, constant evolution. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think my initial, like, if we're looking back at the very beginning, my initial milestones was after sort of two months of merger, we were in rapid, rapid growth mode. Yeah. Like we hired 20 plus people in that short short space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What were we thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty insane. That of chaos. Taking on contracts that were were pretty ginormous. Yeah. For what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Opening offices in... Mm you know, in countries that we weren't so, well, we thought we were familiar with, but not. Um, Even hiring, like just just the hiring itself has changed, right? The way we used to hire versus how we hire today. We've learned so much in how to actually have a proper hiring process, how to actually vet candidates. Um, I think we are way better at choosing the right people today than we were like a year ago. Night and day. Huge difference. But also I would say that mm-hmm. that, I would say the first four or five months of our partnership where it was like growth, 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 growth were super exciting. Harapers. Chaotic, yes. Yeah. Total, in some places it was catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. so inspiring, so exciting way to launch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, okay, we, we ballsed up a few things, um, but like you said, we figured it out. We've learned so much from that experience. So those few months were just super exciting for me. 
I, yeah. I was like so happy to be at work. Yeah, I, yeah. I am too. Like even to today. Yeah. Um, I think the excitement keeps coming because we are always kind of doing new things, sharing ideas. Um, lots of new initiative even in this year alone. No, honestly, yeah. when we started, I was very much you know in not just the management but in looking in marketing because we never had a head of marketing back then. Yeah. And then today I can finally be like I'm managing operations. Mm-hmm. I touch every bit of the business. Yeah but actually have a team, you know, that I can sort of like, hey, report this back to me and so on. And I'm no longer just tunnel vision on like the marketing function. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, like when you're in startup mode, our jobs at the beginning is to replace other jobs, right? It's like, is at first you're doing like 10 jobs. And even today, we're still doing more jobs than we should be doing. But we're still, like I said, still a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, But our goal is to replace our job so that we can do our actual job. Yeah, right? it's so crazy. Like, yeah. I was just going where I was needed, right, in yeah. the early days. If if there was a sales issue, I'll be there. Or if it's marketing, I'll be there. If it's yeah. a client issue, hey, clients, what's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. Problem solved, problem solved, problem solved. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've got from, you know, working with me so far, from our partnership, um, mm. you know, Maybe that inf- you know what you've learned from working with me has influenced some of the things you do in your life or strategies you decide to implement. What do you think that might be? Yeah, naturally and progressively, I've been learning a lot in communication, right? Because the way you communicate and the way I communicate can be very different. Yeah, sometimes um, the polar opposite of each other. Yeah, totally <laughs> different. Uh, even the way we communicate with each other, I think, has grown a lot. Yeah. Right. In the past, we would constantly be talking, 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 and then there's just never any action because we were just like, sometimes we were just renting. Sometimes we were just renting, right? And you're like, no, this is not a very productive conversation, sorry. Um, I think today we are way better. Mm. We almost always have actionables, yeah. even in the smallest conversations. Yeah. together um, and then again like I mentioned earlier personally just that whole result driven mm. side of things right always looking at um, the I don't want to say KPIs I don't really like that word yeah. at all it's not More a fun of the outcomes yeah just outcomes yeah. in general right mm. essentially accountability as a whole was so important I think in the past I, I did sort of I'm more predisposed to letting people get away with things allowing you know um, folks that are not performing to stay non-performing mm. right overall learning to hire great people that we want to work with yeah yeah I think yeah. that excite us that excite us because yeah. we've made bad hires um, mm. and we know it's a bad hire because when they come in we get busier it's like yeah. how right yeah. yeah and then we hire the right person and you actually get relieved from work and you're like, okay, we know that we've done we've done good, right? When we made that hire, yeah. Well, would, there's always that saying like, hire fast, fire fast. I think doesn't um, work in Malaysia. <laughs> doesn't work like, in Malaysia. <laughs> That's very much an American uh, way. Of, well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But also, there's there's an element of truth of it. If it doesn't feel right, yeah, you've got to take action. Hundred percent. That's definitely a big part. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I I very much learned. And staying on the same track as you is communication because I think I don't I don't know if it's just me or a cultural point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a foreigner in Malaysia and obviously working with mostly Malaysians, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes my directness yeah can be a little bit too sharp yeah um, and trying to mm-hmm. position myself better in how I <laughs> how I say things around outcomes and result. Um, and you have got so good at calling me out occasionally when for your dumb comments 
Hey, they're not dumb comments. I just executed not, it poorly. You're, you're, a lot of times you make comments and you're not wrong, but you're not helpful either. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, hey, thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll we'll action that. <laughs> but yeah, no. And, yeah. and what I really love about that is that you do call me out. Um, and I definitely have been growing just as just as a person mm. um, working with you. Yeah. And I think one of the best, best things, so when I was, you know, the solo uh, business owner or founder, you have to deal with every problem yourself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to hire people to help you, but all the major issues comes down to you. You're yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, I remember in a B Corps, there was a time where I was going through some personal trouble, personal life trouble. Um, and at the same time, the business was having financial trouble and results trouble. Um, and so that was probably the f- worst three months of my life where okay. I had to come to work and act like, everything's great. We want to kick ass. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But actually inside during that time, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm going to collapse. How yeah. can I even keep going? And you keep going for your staff, you keep going for your vision and your mission and, and what have you. But then when you go through those tough times, and perhaps not as exaggerated as that period I had, but when we've gone through difficult times, I've had you to talk to. Yeah. I've had somebody who's going through. You have me to be in there with the company. Oh, yeah, everyone's going great. And then we go to a room together and cry. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's... but. Yeah, sure, we cry, <laughs> but it's kind of like being in the trenches together. Yeah, hard. It's like yeah. um, brothers in arms. Yeah, right. Um, and it 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 brings you together yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and I think that I mean, I in the past I got through it, but mm. perhaps I might not have continued to get through without having you on my, t- you know, yeah. in the trench with me. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference. It it definitely does. I think um, whether you're making the right or wrong decision, just having someone next to you going, whatever the outcome, we commit to this together. Yeah. And just having that person there who is also kind of unsure, but it's just nice to be unsure together because if something happens and it's not the outcome you want, you have this other person who can bounce ideas with and yeah. be like, okay, now this is all actionable, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and even just to be like, oh, I'm really struggling, yeah. you know, just to have, because you can't do that with your staff yeah. as a founder. And any any business owner knows this, right? Yeah. You can't go to your staff, oh, God, I'm having such a difficult time, yeah. I'm really struggling, or you, you can't do that because they look to you for motivation and encouragement <laughs> yeah. yeah. and stability and support. Exactly. You can't. Put that back down mm. um which is sad but it's just how the world works it's just life it's the truth yeah it's the truth so you have it like having a partner so if anyone's ever thought about you know getting a business partner um there's a huge amount of intangible value from that and and just mm. from having someone in the trenches goes beyond any equity concerns yeah. so long yeah. as you have the right business partner yeah Give yeah. out those equities. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, what what do you think we've changed? Oh, I guess we from a lot of the lessons we talked about just today, like we talked about hiring the wrong people, the right people, um, changing the management team. Um, what kind of specific actions come to mind that you think, based on our lessons, we made it, we implemented a change and it delivered a really positive result. Like if you think about the biggest change we made in the last 12 months that led to something really positive. I'll tell you what it is. Um, it's finally cutting and drawing the lines and saying, Ben, you be the CEO, you gather sales. Shook, you be the COO, 
you run the business. Because the moment the both of us set our focus areas and yeah. what we were we were accountable for, I think that was when actual major positive yeah. change happened in the management of the company. Yeah, massively. Yeah. And interestingly, that came from having a very transparent conversation with our team. Yeah, um, yeah. So me and Shook uh, do a quarterly roasting session um, where everybody in sort of in a management level uh, roast us. They tell us all the decisions they thought we made that were wrong, the things that they were really not happy about, and having that absolute transparency where Shook, Shook and I literally sit on our hands, keep our mouths shut, and mm. we just listen. Yeah. We only ask clarifying questions and we listen. Mm. And then and then leave the room without responding um, and, and go and think about it afterwards. And the first session we did was basically like, guys, you both, it's chaos. It's, right? It was a very long session as well. Yes, and it's painful. <laughs> it was, yeah. We had to kick each other, right? We said, going into the session, it's like, oh man, if, you, if you're going to start talking and defending, you have to kick each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's really good. Yeah. And, you know, as a, when it's yours, your decision, you do ultimately want to defend it. And these, yeah. The people who are coming back to your your direct reports, mm-hmm. and and you've you're like, well, I made the decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you do have to take a step back and listen um, from time to time. Yeah. And you know, there was a lot of stuff that was given to like shared, which was just you know, mm. not no point addressing. But there were some really big things that really should have yeah. been addressed. And that was yeah, I completely agree. Um, having that session and then going away and creating that. Sh- a better structured plan. I mean, mm. look at what it did. Yeah, how represent. We're so much more yeah. organized. Yeah. We are solving problems far more effectively. We're mm. getting more business far more effectively. Yeah. And yeah. people actually knew who to go to for what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it took yeah. a little while to get that change yeah. management and of course of being a few. Yeah, yeah, moments. I mean, yeah, you do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. I mean, that's what it is. You, yeah. you have to do what you got to do. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think I um I could add anything else. I think that was definitely the key. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mindset um a lot of times for the both of us and I think this is very good um is that if something's wrong in our company, it's most likely our fault, right? Even if it's not our fault, you know what I mean? It's like it's, it could be the lack of action, it could be putting the wrong manager there, right? There's a lot of things um that goes on in the day-to-day that that may not be quite there yet. Um, by the end of the day, we will always be the key decision makers that would actually yeah. impact the change. I mean, like, it, it's all a cascading, yeah. it's like a domino effect, right? Let's say, yeah. you know, we hire the head of marketing who implements a change in their department yeah. that leads to a problem with delivery from, let's say, one designer. Hmm. That's not the designer's fault. Nope. It is, but it's not. Yeah, It's... The head of marketing's fault and we hired the head of marketing exactly so it's our fault yeah and so that's another challenge of being a business owner right because yeah. everything falls back to you yeah i mean you could blame like oh yeah we're working with the wrong people blah 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 well who put them there like who put them there you know yeah and i think we went through a lot of back and forth around the wrong people mm. um for a long time and eventually we you also said draw the line splitting the teams but we also drew the line in like okay we're no longer going to tolerate mediocrity yeah yeah. Yeah. And also just never hire out of desperation. Yes. Never. Yeah. Yeah. You got to onboard ten people, the clients gotta wait, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Delay the revenue versus yeah. something in a, a terrible position. So 
Look, we talk about this all the time. Mm. Um, but looking ahead, what do you think? Uh, what do, do you think Nectar looks like in another year? What What are we working on this year? Oh, oh this because we're going to do another episode in a year. In a so. in a year's yeah, time, yeah, by yeah. the beach, hopefully, or yeah. <laughs> you know, new cars or something. I don't know. Um, well, that's a good question. I think I I can't say uh, explicitly um, what it will be, but I think for me, I, first and foremost, I want it to be a very exciting, adventurous place where mm. we are doing so many creative initiatives, right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, we just want to get revenue mm. for clients, not for ourselves, for ourselves after. But you know, a bit of both. <laughs> eh, yeah okay anyway they grow we grow they, yeah exactly right um and i want us in one year's time to be able to look back and say whoa we got this guy a shit ton of money because we did this out of the box thing and the team was reverse right mm -hmm. the team was like yeah that's a great idea let's go do it and you know the message to the rest of the world is work with nectar because they will do whatever it takes in the most creative way, out of the box, is the kind of thing you never see from any other company. Yeah. Right? That's kind of what I want, I think. Yeah, and I think we've started to do that quite a lot. Um, mm. Recently. We, we, yeah. yeah, definitely recently. Yeah. And I think that with the team, it's a bit scary. And I think for mm. anyone who would come and join us in the future, it, it could be a bit scary because it means we're doing new things all the time. All the time. Right? Um, but As we should. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we have to do. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good that we realized that. I think we also did knock our heads against the wall a few times. Let's keep doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Let's keep doing the same thing. It'll eventually work. It'll eventually work. Mm. Um, and then I guess we woke up. We were no longer insane. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know what, we've got to adapt. We've got to change. Um, I think when we first started, we said we're not doing events. Remember? We literally wrote what Nectar will not be. Event. An event company. Yeah, and now we're hosting And now we're events. doing events. <laughs> <laughs> never say never, right? Yeah, like, you yeah. should never say Yeah. That. Because if an event is the right way to go, then you yeah. do it. And if it's not, it's not. If cold calling is the right way to do it, do it. If it's not, it's not. It's actually chaos. Exactly. Um, so I think it's like that, how it creating a much more flexible workforce. And that's yeah. really hard. I was reading um, uh, some, uh, some study somewhere, and I can't quote it, I'm afraid. Um, but big businesses, like so enterprise companies, are needing to find a way to get their employees okay with their job scope changing consistently. Mm. And everybody's afraid of that. Mm. Because then you have uncertainty. One yeah. minute you could be doing great, the next minute you could be doing bad and could lose your job. Mm. And so they're trying to like, well, look, the world's changed. Mm -hmm. We have to adapt. New technology is yeah. coming constantly. GPT products, all of this. Yeah, yeah. World is changing and adapting. So... So does the way we work. And I think being in a startup gives us a very unique mm. space to be able to make these changes, yeah. not just to job scope, but just mm. to general practices very, very quickly. Yeah. Especially with a smaller team where, you know, big companies could never do. Yeah. Not not easily anyway. I think that's exactly why I have such a uncomfortable relationship with the word KPI, mm. you know. In the past, um, we did try to get our sales guys to make KPIs of like 100 calls, you know, 30 emails, yada, yada, yada. And then it became so about the activity and less about the results yeah. and yeah. the outcome. And that's kind of what I don't like. I want to do away with the mentality of how we're going to deliver results. It's just, here's your goal. Here are the results we want. Get it, <laughs> you know, yeah. do anything you need to 
get it. And if it works, keep doing it. If it doesn't, go and experiment, go and adapt and so on. And I can't see myself in a company or organization that is not agile. Mm. I must have an agile environment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's quite difficult um, for people in the organization. I think we are going to lose people mm. as much as we're going to get great people. Yeah. Um, and we're going to lose great people because yeah. the environment's not for everybody. It's going to be very interesting to see how the company develops over next year based on that. Yeah. Imagine in 10 years time when we are a giant enterprise. Um, and we're like, fuck, we got change. Yeah, we couldn't change. <laughs> and then someone will take a snippet of what I'm yeah. just saying. And be like, no, this is our co-founder's philosophy. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it's a shame when you don't do something, mm. you know. It actually is a shame, right? Yeah. No one wants to be on their deathbeds and looking back and be like, I regret not doing this. Yeah. And I think that's where um, you and I tend to come from, really, the mentality. Yeah. 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 So obviously, we've had agreements in the past um, mm-hmm. and we've been building a, a very different form of relationship over the last year. What are some of the ways you think we've done, like, well, I guess, actions we've taken to make our relationship harmonious? <laughs> Take a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving with the same answer. <laughs> oh gosh. But it's so true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't even know if I want that in the video, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are all that. Um but yeah, I think the investment we we we've kind of made with each other's lives, right? Mm-hmm. Not just at work, really kind of um investing in the personal relationships that you know you and I have. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, we, we trust each other so much mm-hmm. that as much as we may disagree or even, I don't know, I don't know if you're ever resentful of anything, but there's no way, right? There's no way for us to even get there because we have built this like real beautiful trust between us. And mm-hmm. as hard as it is sometimes to hear things, you know that the other person means well, mm-hmm. right? They're saying it for the right reasons, you know? And I think that's so key to regardless of however we, well, whatever we do, honestly. Mm. Yeah. And if we're not feeling right about things, we just talk. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. You know? And quietly like, try their out. Yeah. So on. I think we've also like put in some steps as well. So of course, you know, we've, we've actually got a connected social life. So we do spend time together outside of work, mm-hmm. even though we, we talk about work a lot because we're passionate and we love what we do. We love talking about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We try very hard not to, but... For our people around oh, us. Yeah, no, like, no one. Constantly getting shut down. <laughs> oh, you guys are talking about work again. And we're like, no, work is live. We're like, it's yeah. But um, yeah. I think there's some things we've done. So we have like our daily where... The one. Yeah. Our daily we have a yeah. one. Yeah. Um, we, we also do our monthly dinner. Mm. We do bi-weekly joint coaching sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes can, like, we can conflict in that session and then we've got somebody else a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've, we've kind of got so many different touch points that are in the right kind of frequency. Yeah. Which has also helped us reduce all of that constant, constantly texting each other. Is it reduced though? A little bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Only closer to easier, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not because of all of this. It's just actually are easier. We just talk too much. Yeah. I think as well, like if I look back, how are we harmonious? But we had these conversations before we went into partnership. Mm. What are our values? Mm. You know, what are the do's and don'ts? What are it, what's important to us? How should we work together? And we, because we went through that already, we kind of had expectations. And I think 
Actually, I think it, it sounds a bit weird to say, but we are harmonious because we are so comfortable when we are not harmonious. Yeah. Right? We think we're conflict. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, like, honestly. And that's because we've got the deep trust. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's completely there. So, one out of ten, if you were to rate our year, last 12 months, mm. one out of ten. Ten being you are, you absolutely successful. This was the best 12 months ever. Mm. Um, one being, God, what did I do? <laughs> What's 10 again? Best year ever. Best year ever. Okay. 7 out of 10? No, it's just because like, people always say I'm too optimistic. I, I would have just you no, no regrets. Yeah. yeah, I would say 10. Uh, I'm going to go with 9. I'm going with 9. Um, I think, <laughs> like, for me, I know um, in terms of my own results, it's the best year of my life mm. by far. Mm. There's uh, areas definitely I want to improve on, but... I also put the success in those failures as well. I consider the failures to be successes because they're lessons. Yep. Right. Um, ten would be that you and I are driving around in Rolls Royces, not Rolls Royces. I don't know. We're we're super wealthy. One year into our partnership. And one year we just ten like, is Rolls Royces. <laughs> retiring. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Of course not. But there, there's always room for improvement. K nine point five. K nine point five. Was that so? There you go. Harmonious. We did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we touched on this a little bit at the beginning. Perhaps I should have asked more then, but mm-hmm. you mentioned when we merged our companies as like quite different cultures, mm-hmm. right? Well, how do you think we aligned them now? And, and do they feel fully aligned? Do we still feel a divide between the two companies? Hmm. Very good question. I do not think so. I think no one, you know, like in the early days, people would still say like, Oh, B Corp. Oh, oh, I'm a nectar. All right. Mm. And show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone thinks like that anymore. Yeah, that's definitely gone. Yeah. I think, although I think in the earlier days uh, of our merger, there was a lot more of you and your culture being brought in, but simply because you're, again, much more vocal, very assertive. I think um, we also um, had the larger workforce yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I also wasn't the most outspoken, assertive person, right? I had to kind of get there. I don't know if you realize, like, this year alone, like... I think because it's been so gradual, I haven't noticed. Yeah, but I actually have been so much, like... There was a point when I was like, huh, everything feels very... B Corp but culture like introduced by B Corp and and stuff and I just realized like okay I need to start asserting certain things because mm-hmm. I obviously have my own set of values and beliefs that I've mm-hmm. come into this with right um and just not spoken out like at the beginning I was just like okay like, let's let's just go with the flow yeah. da, da, da. and today it's I think there's a lot more of me in the business mm-hmm. yeah especially with the teams and so on. Yeah, yeah, I do feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's a really important, really important connection because you are fantastic with the teams. Oh, thank you. Well, it can't always be about results. <laughs> yeah, I I come from that sales mentality where, yeah. like, you've never done enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, your target increases the next month, or you're at, you had a great month last month. Who cares? It's it's yeah. a new month, right? That's kind of the Makes the sense. space I've always worked in. It was really funny because, like, I read this article. It was a very random one on LinkedIn or something. Um, and this guy, I think he was a product manager or some something along those lines. And he was saying, sometimes you don't want to um, dampen people's creativity and imagination, mm. right? So if my team tells me, hey, I just want to beautify our website. And if I ask them, what results would that get? They're not going to have an answer. Sometimes you just want to 
oh, it's just nice. It's, the results is going to be nice to look at, right? And sometimes you just want to be okay with that, yeah. right? Uh, and I think that's where someone like me understands, right? It resonates with people like me. Or I'm like, where's the money yeah. coming from? You're like, why are we doing this exercise? No, <laughs> no I don't think you're that. You're, you're not that extreme. No, no, yeah, definitely. but yeah. Well, and then we talked a little bit about that, um, where we were roasted and, and have had that open communication with our team, um, as, you know, our leadership as well as our staff. How do you think like the like the level of that transparency is today and how it's evolved over the last year? Oh, I think we are like maximum level of transparency today. I don't think so. Unless like people want to start meeting my family and parents. And like, <laughs> this is where I grew up as a kid. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I really don't think so. But I also think that um, it is very important for, for businesses to be as transparent as they can. Mm. First, I think they need a purpose, right? They need a purpose as to what they're working for, um, what they want to do with their work and life because people spend such majority of their lives at work. Mm. So the purpose is important. But once you have a defined purpose, you need to understand the business and how it works. And how it connects. And how it connects because I can have that purpose and there's that kind of um, disassociation with how the business actually functions and so on. So I think it's so important when we started being really transparent that it started kind of communicating and showing everyone how they are cocks mm. and pieces to a larger picture right um and that's why we are seeing the change and impact that is yeah. brought yeah i think purpose is very important i think we sometimes especially us millennials and, and gen z and so on mm-hmm. we, we grow up with like go find your passion go find your passion. <laughs> and i think people mistake passion and purpose mm. A lot. A lot, yeah. I need a job that I'm passionate about. Mm. I'm not passionate about doing forecast reports. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am passionate about meeting people, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm not passionate about doing my reports. I'm not mm. passionate about um, a lot of things that I have to do. Mm. But that doesn't mean I don't have purpose behind what I'm doing. Like my, I have multiple purposes, actually. Yeah. I've got my yeah. personal purposes around, mm. you know, building a life that, gives me all the luxuries that I would like. Yeah. Um, that opens the doors for my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a purpose of building something that lasts beyond my lifetime. Mm, that's very interesting because, uh, you know, most people's default motivating factor is money and they don't realize that it's, the it's not money, right? It's what you're going to do with that money, yes. right? Yes. What does that money give you? What does it get you? Does it give you a Free comfortable money. life? Is yeah. it a house you want to buy? Is it a family you want to build, you know? And those goals always shift. Yeah. You know, and then your purpose shifts mm-hmm. of what, well, what do I want to do now? I achieve that purpose. Mm. Now, what's the next? Purpose, goals, same thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. Passion, completely different. <laughs> um, don't follow your passions. Follow your purposes. <laughs> Very brave statement there. <laughs> I'm really glad that we decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, like actually just sit down and publicly talk about the last year yeah um what a journey and yeah it's been probably one of the best years of my career even though it's had a lot of ups and downs Mm. but it's probably one of the most enjoyable yeah 12 months um and i'm excited for the next 10 years yeah definitely i think um so i've been running companies for so long um and i've never felt like i've achieved so much in one year and made so much progress and milestones than i've ever had like Mm. with our time together like if 
with I started my first company back then. I've probably been rich by now, going at the pace we are going, right? Like yes, super yeah. rich. Yeah. Mm. Took me like five years for my first company to even figure things out. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I mean, we're we're always figuring things out. We're always figuring things yeah. out. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. We're doing this again in twelve months. Okay, for sure. Well, um, that's been another episode of Honey in the Seats. Thank you so much for for watching or listening. We'll see you the next time. Bye.